Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK survives a wild third period to beat the Canucks in Vancouver in comeback fashion last night. VGK is stacking wins now, but will this continue in December? And the crusade by some of our followers continues for a VGK enforcer. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You can hear us each and every day right here on Lockdown VGK on Twitter, at Lockdown VGK, at Lockdown TD Chris G., at Lockdown Tony Dasco, and of course, our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Please subscribe today. So, Chris, last night I had an opportunity to watch that third period, pretty much all of it. And uh, last night we saw the Golden Knights erase a two goal deficit in, in Vancouver, and it was a wild third period last night. There were six total goals, and uh, both teams really uh, were just going up and down the ice. We knew that it could be wide open at times. They also broke a camera lens in the process. And so uh, VGK prevails in this game. It was a wild affair. A wild affair is a fair way to put that. Um, The first two periods I was kind of passively watching while I was doing my work. And I had, this is a tweet I put out there. I had flashbacks of 2020 in the bubble against the Vancouver Canucks. All these shots, some pretty good opportunities, but they couldn't get one by Thatcher Demko. And then Jack Eichel says, hold my coffee and decides to ping one off of uh, Mark Stone, decides to ping one off of Will Carey. And all of a sudden things are looking a little bit better. And then, like you said, absolutely mayhem ensues in the third period. And one of my keys to the game that we've been tossing out there was don't let this game become a track meet and a boring game. It was anything but that. And Bruce Cassidy certainly alluded to that in his postgame presser. Uh, mentioning that you flipped the script and, you know, uh, the Mike Tyson reference, right? Everyone's got a game plan until you got punched in the mouth. And both teams punch each other in the mouth pretty hard yesterday. And the result was, what was that, two to one? The result was five to four, if my math is right. A seven-goal third period, something like that. I mean, just complete chaos, complete chaos, not great hockey, fun hockey, not great hockey, two goals taken off the board, one for an offside, one for the little more untraditional way, having a foreign object on the ice due to the cameraman uh, peeking that camera out a little bit too far and just crazy. I mean, just crazy, fun, odd, strange, bizarre. Yeah, that was the disallowed VGK goal um, scored by Mark Stone, which would have given me more of those fantasy points in uh, your contest there. But uh, the camera... Uh, crept out it comes you it's know fixed. they have that it's fixed again, it's over that, that that's corner. my uncle in the corner <laughs> and it was uh, oliver ekman larson um who i thought at first it was keegan kolasar but it was not it wasn't one of his shots that broke the camera but uh no i've got uh, al powers who's one of our followers a good friend and a listener uh you know i think it's happened to him before at t-mobile He's a photographer. I think he's actually had one of his cameras broken, but I thought it was a second puck. I thought it was another puck. I'm so did I at first. That's what I thought. That's what I yeah. thought. When I when I ref beer league hockey, and this this is a little more of a common mistake in my ranks, not the NHL ranks, but well, 
you pick up a puck, you take it out of your pocket, you put it up on that ledge, like right by the score table. And sometimes you forget to grab it. And I've actually had situations where a couple of players bump each other. And all of a sudden another puck pops up. It's like, oops, I forgot to do my job on that one. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I thought another, another puck. That would have been great though. You, you might want to keep an extra one in your pocket. Just so money puck. Can, right. Just slow down the game. Uh, we'll carry a two goals in the game. Yeah. I mean, we'll carry what, um, what a delight right now. And you knew he had Carrier. that the the drive to the net ability. You know he has that physicality. And now he's starting to put it all together. We've seen flashes of this in the past. I mean, he rushes the net every single game. You feel like he's coming up on his on his backhand and just finds a way to either drive right in or create a scoring chance for someone else. And I mean, this is another acquisition early on that is really starting to pay some dividends come a uh, season number six. And one of the reasons line four is massively outplaying line three. We'll talk a little more about that in the next segment, but you know, line four is doing remarkable things right now and it is creating a problem for this golden Knights team. It's a good problem, but it's also a problem for this golden Knights team right now. It was a sixth time that Vancouver has blown a third period lead this season. So Bruce Boudreaux might have to go back to acting. I, I thought he was going to get fired. Literally. We talked about this yesterday. I thought after the game, I thought is enough. Is I'm enough. waiting for the announcement. I'm waiting for it. it I, I got a feeling pretty it's coming soon before their next game. I don't know when I'm going to go to bed is, online. Let's go see if he's on bed online. First coach to be fired. It's got to be. Him. <laughs> that, that, that'd be a great stat right there. Um, well, well, we got a, a, a second here. We started our, our locks of the night, little goofy thing we're going to do uh, a tribute to me growing up with uh, the Chicago White Sox, their pick to click. So we, I might've borrowed it and changed some names and things like that. So I pick two players, Tony picks two players. We'll put a tweet out on VGK game days for one of our loyal listeners and followers to pick two players. We'll randomly pick two players. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm just going to go down the list. And if you send a creative you know, message along with it. Maybe that'll get you bumped up a little bit. I don't know. You know, you make hey, fun of Tony's fog or his no, camp, no, no. His hey, I, I, I told you this. I told you the stinking league is fixed. I get another Mark Stone goal, and somebody breaks a camera lens. Okay, like I told you, it was my I uncle down there in the corner. There, he's. he's, he's I cannot get a break with any of these contests or anything. That's like, awesome. That's awesome. So I had Petro and and Carly. And um, if we take the average number of points for my two, they each had two points, but um, Carlson failed to get on the scoreboard, but Petro got me four points. That's no goals assists. in his last 11 games. That's yeah. Right. That's two assists, one goal. Uh, Tony went with Marchie and stone total of four points stone with a goal and two assists. And then the family, my good friend, uh, Ray's Benson, otherwise sin city sports went with Stevenson and Smith. You got a goal and assist. So you got three points there. So fun start, obviously having a, a five goal outburst certainly makes the locks of the night a little more um, <laughs> of an interesting uh, stat to follow. Interesting game. So are we going to have cumulative stats? Oh yeah. This oh, yeah. This is cumulative. Season yeah, this long is running. Contest. This is running all season. This is running You're all, run this all season long. Game. Yes. All season long. All You're the way till the end. Okay. Uh, talk about uh, Alex Petrangelo. If you can, um, he's one of the best scoring defensemen in the league and he just, uh, of late, he always seems to be around the goal and he always seems to be around the puck. And still, I remember earlier in the season, I had concerns about him pinching too much because he is really in deep on a lot of those possessions, but it's paying off right now for the VGK. 20 and 20, that's 20 points, 20 games so far, which is pretty, 
remarkable. You know, there was concerns when he was signed a few years back for the the weight of his contract, if you will. And, you know, right now, all of a sudden, that's looking like a very sexy contract as we have a defenseman that's uh, putting up, you know, a Roman Yossi type numbers who might somehow sneak into the top 15 in points and be in the top, you know, three or four in points amongst defensemen right now. So it's a huge thing for the VGK to be getting these opportunities from the defense on, on the flip side, Shea Theodore seems a little bit quieter, but you know, I think that's just some variance right there. And hopefully uh, Theodore will, his offensive output will continue, but Petrangelo is doing absolutely remarkable things right now. And his minutes aren't really going down his he's all over the ice doing everything that needs to happen, whether it's finding ways to get what appears to be those lazy shots to, converting those to high danger chances the goal the the game winning goal he's coming up the right circle and the puck finds him and you know he 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 does the five hole for a vgk winner so there's not enough good things you can say about petrangelo and how he is helping to keep the offense clicking yeah in the game last night uh i like the response we talk about the response at times down two goals no panic and then that's when vgk really started to make a run that's when they they pushed you know in in that contest and i thought that that was uh that was pretty good uh, i like to see that type of response out of this team um and the vgk scored the last three goals with the carrier of course carrier uh smith and petrangelo uh, each scoring goals uh horvat had to have a goal in there because we knew he would score so i should have can i pick opponents to score too <laughs> that, 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 that might be fun actually <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk maybe we'll have a wild card somewhere in there down the road but um what do you think of their response response last night by the vgk um elias Pettersson, another remarkable talent for the vancouver canucks so you can go up and down that vancouver line starting with uh you know starting with uh quinn hughes Pettersson, bo horvat and there's so many more jt miller and you know and then you do have solid goaltending at least in spurts and thatcher demko not last night i don't know what he was thinking when he was trying to clear that puck uh, right down broadway at the end that basically led to the to to um, awful 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 performance it, it really was and you know they, they seem to have solved them but this is something that i did put out there last night you know i started started the the show about this it had you, there was flashbacks of the bubble but this vgk team found a way we have this guy named Jack Eichel. Last time I checked, he's pretty good at hockey. He's pretty good at hockey. And that is the difference in a game like this. You know, Eichel and Cassidy both, I think, and just things clicking in general. But the fact that now you have these answers in these games when you do feel like you're struggling, when you do feel like the team is not going to get a goal, that feeling is not there for the VGK. And we're going to talk about some of my concerns in a little bit here. But right now, no matter what the situation is, VGK is in every single game. VGK is in every single game. The only goal, the only game they lost by multi goals was the Sharks game. Um, the unfortunate side of that was there was multiple empty net goals at the end. So as far as you know, not when the goalie was pulled, VGK has been in every single game this year. And you know, there's a lot of positive to take away right now. But this was also a very unsteady road trip. Should have been four points. Should have been four points. I think that's a fair way to say it. Sure, we'll take three out of four in the grand scheme of things, but I do believe there are some concerns and troubled waters ahead. And uh, we'll talk about that when we return. BGK is sailing off to the fast start, but will they be there in the end? What happens next month? Will they be uh, again on top when they're facing a lot of these top contenders? We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting information, for your stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. You made it, Tony. I heard the hiccup. You made it. Good job. (laughs) Was there a hiccup in there? Okay, so I've been broadcasting (laughs) games, a ton of games, uh, basketball games. And yesterday I had two games and spent the entire day in the gym. It's not about just exerting myself and utilizing my voice there over at the dollar loan center arena. You have to make sure, cause it's not the dollar loan center center uh, at the arena. The ice is still underneath the basketball court and it is chilly in there and you don't realize bad ice, it. Tony, bad ice, bad ice. It is some bad ice. I'm telling you. And you don't realize it until you're sitting right there at courtside and you, your feet are getting cold and, I'm right on top of the ice, basically. I'm not in the stands. I'm right on top of the ice. Okay, I'll quit whining. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. A little hiccup in there, huh? Well, welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Gollick from Las Vegas. He is at TD Chris G. I am at Tony Dasco on Twitter and at Locked On VGK. Locked On Golden Knights is our uh, site there on YouTube. Please go there and subscribe and comment. I love all those beautiful comments. They're so special. I'm very... Thanksgiving week. I am very thankful for all of those comments. So, uh, like that Lover Boy song, right? The kid is hot tonight, but where will he be tomorrow? Okay, VGK is hot right now, but where will they be tomorrow? I question sometimes the strength of schedule. To fix, to fix. Uh, the strength of schedule currently, right? Uh, but it will get more difficult in December. And I know that that, Chris, is a concern of yours as well. Yeah, and and first and foremost, we can only play who's on the schedule, so we're not going to hold that against the VGK. Oh, no, it's but fixed. It's we fixed. will. Well, they then you can Vancouver say it's fixed. That this, what's the over under this Saturday? Seriously, nine goals on the board? Will we have nine? Can I get eight and a half can on I Saturday? Who are they playing Saturday? That's uh, Vancouver, Vancouver again. That's Vancouver. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knows? Um, so first of all, I mean, if we're going to talk about that, then the Honda Pacific, Tony, the Honda West, oh, if you will, thank you. Thank isn't you. Uh, isn't much better, and this is. You know, one concern as well. I mean, you look up and down the the the, the Pacific right now. The Kings are twenty four points. We got a seven point lead right now. Seattle's still hanging out in that third spot right now. As as of now, Cal Gary and Edmonton are both below the cut line. The Sharks only got three points less than the Edmonton Oilers right now. Edmonton and Cal Gary are going to figure things out, I believe, and work their way up the standings. And you know that's probably going to be your two, three, and four seeds. And I don't know if Seattle's there in the end, but maybe they will be. Who knows? But point being, the Pacific, uh, to quote my good buddy Chris Condos, is a little bit charming right now. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. soft, and it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the VGK going forward. So now let's go ahead and fast forward to the schedule here. This week again, Ottawa. Seattle at home on Friday. Seattle's been decent, but VGK has not lost to Seattle yet. Hopefully that continues. Uh, Vancouver again on Saturday on a back-to-back. So Aiden Hill is going to keep his Saturday streak going right now and make his, uh, I believe, his fourth consecutive Saturday starts. Uh, Then we hit on the road for a nice little roadie here. You got Columbus, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Boston. That's not going to be easy. Then we come home. The Rangers, Flyers, which who knows what to expect out of the Flyers, Boston. You travel to Winnipeg and Chicago, not going to be easy. 
And then at home, Islanders, Buffalo, Arizona, St. Louis. I like that one. But then you got the Kings and Anaheim uh, back-to-back road games. And then you got the matinee against Nashville. That's not an easy schedule. Some of those, some of the spots in there don't seem that bad. But in general, that's not going to be an easy schedule. But my concern right now isn't just the schedule and the teams that have been beaten. It's that third line. The third line took two shifts in the third period last night, folks. Two shifts in the third period. Uh, I think they logged under a minute of ice time right now. And again, good on the fourth line for doing what they're doing right now. But you got to have four lines rotating. And this is now a challenge for Kelly McCrimmon, whether it's going to be in-house. I put a a tweet out there last night, a little someone for VGK to maybe keep their eyes on down in Henderson. Uh, He goes by the name of, look the guy up here, Sheldon Rempal. Uh, Rempal, as of uh, last night, was six and seven, six goals, seven assists, uh, 13 games with the Silver Knights. Now, the concerning factor, he's been up and down since 2018-19, starting with Ontario, then the Kings, Carolina Hurricanes. He has yet to log a single point at the NHL level. But at the AHL level with Abbotsford, 33 goals, 36 assists, 69 points in 55 games, uh, a stint with the Chicago Wolves, uh, 14 points, and then Ontario Reign, 21 points. So he's treading the right direction. Is this a player that... You know, McCrimmon, McPhee have targeted. The scouts maybe uh, said, listen, let's let's scratch a lottery ticket here and see what happens. Hasn't done at the NHL level yet. He's had chances, but just maybe someone like that could be the energy that the third line needs. Do they do something wild and the third line becomes Nick Wah, Will Carrier, and insert someone else here, breaking up this remarkable love affair of a fourth line? Who knows? But the schedule is going to get tougher. And right now, VGK has three lines that are putting points on the board. So something has to give if this team is going to make a deep run right now. Really good observation there about the third line, the lack of minutes played, especially in that uh, wild, crazy third and Unnoticeable period. in other games. Yeah, they All really it do. It's Phil Castle. I'm, <laughs> it's just Phil Castle. I don't know. I, I, right now, he's just overrated. I mean, he's a name, yes. Is he giving them productivity? At times, when he asserts himself, I do believe, you know, there is a different level, different speed for Kessel. Did Jake LeCision play last night? Yeah, LeCision was line three center. And yeah. again, how, you know, so and that could be part of it, too. I mean, you they know, just that, want that, to ease him in, you think? Say that again, please. They want to ease him in, more or less? Um, it was a strange game, strange happenings, and just a bad situation for line three. Uh, LeCision and Cotter, you would hope they have some type of chemistry. Obviously, they've played a lot of minutes together, both at the AHL and the NHL level, uh, historically. But it, it obviously wasn't there. And this is just a spot where maybe you shorten the bench up because a track meet did break out. And lines one and two, you know they're going to get looks. They're going to put, put points on the board as they did, as our, uh, as our locks of the night would indicate, you know, that's where most of our, uh, most of our picks came from. Uh, I, I had Carlson that didn't work out, but you know, so be it. Um, point being though, is that when you need goals, you're going to go to the people that have done it, whether it's historically or in that game. So let's see what happens on Wednesday. And let's also see what happens when Nick Wah comes back. Nick Wah is a big piece of this lineup, kind of quiet, but you know, at that $3 million, uh, you know, salary, maybe I'm going to eat my my words a little bit here and say he's a little more important to the team than I thought when I put the tweet out where I thought we overspent by about 500000 and I got roasted for a day while I was trying to enjoy my roll and smoke barbecue. I still remember that day. It just 
<laughs> devastated me. <laughs> uh, so okay, good. so so I'm not picking on William Carlson, but defensively on that Shen goal, he was he didn't even try to block the shot, so he was in front of Shen. Okay, I I saw it right there before my very eyes, and he doesn't even try to. He just kind of stands up and like cringes and you know gets real tight, but doesn't doesn't do anything to try to block that shot because he knew a heater was coming. I'm sure, but. He's not. He's struggling on the ice. I don't care what anyone says, and he hasn't scored a goal in eleven games. It's all I fair, mean, and you know, yeah, it's like that's a fact, folks. These are facts right here, and he's going to have those spurts where he scores, and then I don't know what happens there, and he can't find the the net, and he just he hit a couple of shots the last few games, had a couple of shots that went right into the crest. He's not trying to do anything creative. He wanted creativity. I feel as though Bruce Cassidy is giving him the green light to have that creativity and what's happening now. So William Carlson, 13 points, 20 games. That's a clip of roughly 53 points, not where you want your line two center to be. Now, if we erase the last few games, his point per game was probably around 0. 0.72, 0. 0.7, whatever that number is. So hopefully this is simply, you know, the highs and lows of, you know, what any player goes through, whether it's at the, NHL level or at the AHL level a uh, stick tab to my little quick one hitter with the uh, Brisson the other day where he didn't like me asking him about that but so be it that that's certainly um how it goes what and was his reaction again I've scored every single level I'm not too worried about it and it just I, I rubbed him the wrong way I, I get it and, and that's fair that's fine that's I guess I guess that's what we're supposed to do to a degree ask some of these questions that gets him thinking a little bit so you know whatever so be it um but back to William Carlson yes it's all fair um He's definitely not doing as much as he needs to do in these last few games. And another one, Tony, was actually worse, in my opinion, was the Elias Pettersson goal. Elias Pettersson, pardon me, where Pettersson comes in right from right down Broadway. Carlson's on his tail, but, you know, he let him get behind and uh, Pettersson gets not one, but two grade A shots. The second shot obviously goes in and Carlson was trying to tackle him at that point, but it was it was done. So, you know, you have to give it both ways. I've been a very strong supporter of Carlson through his start. Um, I was very supportive of, you know, how I thought he was, the season was going to play out for him. I think uh, under Cassidy's system, things will be better and, and they have been better early on, but sure. There is a little bit of a struggle as of late, but Marchie and, uh, and uh, Riley Smith certainly picking up the slack there. And, you know, is this a spot where I know that line one is doing it right now, but is this a spot where you reconsider these balanced lines again? You know, mm -hmm. do you break up the misfits again? Do you break up line one again? Like, do you start doing these things or do you leave line one alone? You leave Eichel, Stevie and, um, and stone by themselves. And then why not, why not put Carlson on that third line again? Right. Uh, again, that could be an option. Okay. With the Nick Wah becomes a line two center. Is that, is that too much responsibility for him? I don't know. I don't know. He yes. I'm not grow. against it. Yeah, he needs to grow, um, and he wasn't really bad, you know, on that second line. I thought that that was working. Obviously, uh, they had a lot of win, er, wins early, but with all the pieces that they have within this organization, had to go there, uh, that they have within the organization, who do you think, if you had a dream line right now, just with the pieces they have already, who might you put with all the pieces, AHL level, obviously, uh, within VGK, on that third line, and how much longer – Seriously, will they stick with Phil Kessel? I have to ask that question because I think it's legit. It's fair. Um, and I, I'll first of all, I'll answer your second question. 
Phil Kessel was acquired for what Phil Kessel will bring to this team come playoffs. Um, that was when I got on that that weird Twitch or tweet, whatever the thing is, the live tweets out. I'm not, I'm not a whatever the live thing is, Twitter space. There you go. There you go, folks. I'm not, I'm not that. <laughs> hip. But um, I, I asked Gary Lawless, you know, what Kessel brings, what type of leadership to, you know, to this team. And the first thing he went to was playoffs. The very first statement that Gary Lawless made was what Kessel has done in the playoffs. And Kessel's been doing this for, you know, a little while, you know, a thousand and one straight games, thousand and two, whatever the number is now. So Kessel knows how to manage his body. Clearly he knows how to keep himself in shape throughout the season. So he can be, that force in the playoffs that his stats indicate he will be. So, you know, I, I do think Kessel will be in the lineup as long as Kessel is healthy. And I think Kessel will be healthy. Um, my third line right now, I'm not saying Rampal is the answer right now, but maybe that is something in the tool belt you take a shot with some point. But I think once Nick Wah comes back and is ready, I would like to see Wah, Kessel, and um, the da da da. Who else am I thinking right now? Cotter. No, no. Why am I? Why am I blanking? Amadio, you're a big Amadio. Maybe fan. I mean, maybe I definitely <laughs> want to see Wa and Kessel together on the third line, and then you yeah. could look at Amadio. You can look at Cotter. You can look at you know all sorts of different ways. I don't mind the four. I don't mind any center between Carrier and and Coley right now. I don't mind any center between them because. Carrier is carrying the mail. I had to get a terrible one in there, but Carrier and Coley are carrying that line right now. Colasar is carrying a line right now. I just said those words to myself, but they are carrying that line as far as their physicality, their offensive ability, and all the things that are happening right now. So line three, a couple different ways you can go. I mean, what if line three becomes Wa, Carrier, and Kessel? Like that, that that's an option too. And then, you know, Paul Cotter on the fourth line could be, you know, become more of an energy type of player along with Howden and Colasar. Does that hurt line four too much to the point where they, you know, become more of that liability line that's getting scored on? I, I don't know. I know everyone loves this line four the way it is right now, but the simple switch when Nick Wah comes back might be swapping Wah and Howden. And I think that's already happening. I think that's why Howden uh, these last couple of games seems to be lining up on that line four right now. You notice Bruce Cassidy does not have Carlson on the ice when there's an empty net. And why can't Jack Eichel hit an empty net? He tried to pass three, that to Marshall. He had a wide look there. He tried to three pass times, it. Three games, right? He's missed an empty net pretty much. Yeah, something like that. I think I saw someone, I don't know if it was one of our followers or some random uh, person, but it was what VGK sees when there's an empty net and it was just a, a big pile of bricks. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a good. One. Unless he's playing the Sabres. Unless he's playing the Sabres. <laughs> he's playing the Sabres. He can score across three players, pass to referee right. with his eyes closed. Right. But Thank you. Bank it off the end wall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nothing but, net. Nothing but that. All Great right. Commercial. Coming up Great next, uh, we've got, uh, does VGK need an enforcer? Um, a lot of our followers believe so. We'll take a look at that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, if you thought about securing your home with home security, but I've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked On VGK listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for just 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and it won't be something that you want to miss. What we like the most about Simply Safe's advanced technology whether it's controlling your system from your phone with the app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream with your security cameras, wide variety of high tech sensors, all of that. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 
by U.S. News & World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology, and that is exclusively from our friends at Simply Safe to capture the critical evidence at times, verify that the threat is real, so you get priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 per day, Chris, and less than half of the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend right here on Lockdown VGK. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL. That's simply S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com backslash lockdown NHL. There's no safe like simply safe. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Vegas Golden Knights. Locked On Golden Knights. So we changed the name officially, right? Sure. We yeah we we were definitely involved in that conversation. We were asked about that. Absolutely. Okay, so it's Locked On Golden Knights now, rather Locked than Locked On Golden Knights. Yeah, lot. It's Locked On VGK. Yeah, makes sense. VGK. Okay, Locked is On a... VGK on Twitter. So that's easy. No, we're, we're 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 I think we're Locked On. We're, we're we're Golden Knights everywhere, Tony. No, it's too long. At Locked On VGK. Go ahead. Go to your Twitter handle. I know that you tweet a lot, sir. Okay, it says okay. It's called Locked On VGK. Yes, but yes. we are our name is Locked On. Golden Knights now. It's so strange, folks. Just locked on VGK, locked on Vegas, Golden Knights. That's what Google's for. That's what Google is for. Okay. So never heard of her. (laughs) Does VGK need an enforcer? This has been a question that's been posed to us time in and time out. I do believe we need a goon. Why don't we just make the third line the goon line? (laughs) Everything would be so. That would be Ogie Oglethorpe. Um, What was the, I forgot the Indians name that they brought back in the, we're referencing Slapshot right now. <laughs> Slapshot, when they, yeah. When they have the championship Bruce Boudreau game. would be on that line. Yeah, Boudreau, exactly, right? So, you know, th- this kind of stems from, I, I pitched this to Tony uh, last night, just kind of talking about uh, what we're going to talk about today, because we have an extra segment being that this isn't a game day. And this goes back, I, I put a tweet out there. This is the tweet that, that keeps on giving all week long, but it was from the, Arizona, I was called in Phoenix, the Arizona game when when Coley and O'Brien had that pretend fight, although Coley took a big a big right hook in that one. Um, and then going on, a, you know, they he moved, took two right crosses. And he, he took, he took a couple of I started recording late is what happened. But still, you know, Joey Howard, uh, you know, loyal, loyal follower here, get enforced or it's embarrassing. And then I kind of go up and back and, you know, I'm not a big fan of necessarily the enforcer right now. Wausau Aaron jumps in there and Wausau and, and Joey have a little up and back right now. And then uh, Christo Koning comes in and basically he's a very supporter of very big supporter of Ryan Reeves. And I'll quote this one here. There's zero chance the Rangers would have made the semis had they not had Reeves. His presence alone changed the entire team dynamic. So if you recall me last spring, as the Rangers went through the playoffs, we talked about them a lot because that's a, Tony's um, growing up team, but we'll say it like that. That's the team that that Tony has very team. loyally supported. His favorite team. There you go. I'm, I'm officially a fan. I'm officially a fan. Um, but yeah, Tony is a big supporter of the Rangers, so we obviously followed him pretty closely. My son's second favorite team is also the Rangers, so that's why I kind of follow him. And I had a little love affair with Ryan Reeves, watching him like everyone did in the spring. 
you know, once NBC or not NBC, who was it? Um, once the cameras caught him, you know, Shiesty release us, you know, and his dynamic on the ice and stuff like, you know, where Reeves is on the ice, you know, when he's going to hit someone, it energizes the crowd. It creates this excitement. And I felt all summer long and me and Tony, I think we're on the same page. I wanted to see VGK ghost for someone go after someone who had that charisma who has that excitement level but you know you look at what, what ryan reeves is now doing i think he still doesn't have a point to date if he does it's a couple of lonesome assists and he's getting scratched a lot his minutes are diminishing so even uh turk uh you know is kind of turning his back to him no pun intended right there so sure could vgk use some grit down there absolutely but you can't just waste a spot in the lineup for a goon, for a physical player, for whatever terminology you want to use. And that's where, you know, Tom Wilson, Maroon, even, even Luchik on the Flames, he has a little more of a role than what Ryan Reeves does. And you go up and down the VGK lineup, Colasar is our guy, and he doesn't want to be the guy. It's clear he doesn't want to fight. Everyone knows that. Um, Carrier has that gear in him, but you know, there's an article I found uh, going back, I think, four or five years before um, before DeBoer went down to Dallas. And it was the Dallas Stars coaches and players, like, in their, basically in, their, in, in the paper, talking about how they prepare for Ryan Reeves. And to the point where they're even saying, I'll find that article and I'll, and I'll try and put a link up to it. And it, it was very interesting that, you know, this is how teams prepare for these players and they are noticeable. So I don't have an answer for this battle. Do we need an enforcer? Do we need a goon? Do we need more of a physical player? But that player is not in the organization right now. Uh, Jermaine Lowen uh, maybe is that type of player down at the AHL level, Marino, uh, Wayne Primo, but those players are not even close to NHL uh, ready. Those are players with the Silver Knights. Uh, that's an entire line at times and a very tough line to play against. And if I'm out there, I would not want to be against that line, but there's no one in the organization, organ, however you want to say that, that who can fill this role right now. And I don't know if it's needed, though, either. You know, and I go up and back with this and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. And, you know, but at the moment, I'm of the mindset. I'm not too worried about not having this physical grinder fighter type player. I just think when there it's at times still VGK to finesse. I don't know that that wins you a Stanley Cup when it gets really fair. gritty. That's and very fair. And, and and the guy that I really wanted, I wanted Josh Manson when he was out there. I think you remember mm-hmm. on the free agent market and then uh, Colorado just locked him up. But just a guy that could go out there, he'll thump a few guys. And then if they need to drop the gloves, you know, so be it. But they could someone fit in on that third line. That is a, a thumper of sorts. I mean, someone can fit in anywhere, but it's not just going to be a six foot seven player who can't skate very well and who's only going to hit like that's not what the team needs and you know will can can will carry and colasar continue to carry that role no pun intended again every time i say will carry i can get a pun in there about something but you know can they continue on with that role where they are physical and they will finish their hits a lot more than a lot of other players and you know paul cotter might be the in-house solution but he hasn't been that. Cotter is trying to do more things with skill, and he almost did actually have a real good scoring attempt. I think it was in the second period where he was able to just kind of chip the puck, dodge a check, and almost create a good opportunity. But, you know, maybe someone like Cotter could be that. I mean, he's had some good hits. I think he had a real big hit against the Kings in, in the first game of the year. And, you know, Cotter could maybe take on that role, but he has not embraced it yet. What would you think about moving up the fourth line to the third line and reconstructing <laughs> the fourth? 
that, that they did that last night. I mean, you know, as far as just keeping the entire the personnel together. Um, honestly, I think a shakeup of the bottom six is the short-term answer to see if that is the long-term solution. And Nick Wah up there on that third line between – even just start with Nick Wah. You know, leave line four intact, Howden between Carey and Coley, and then line three, whether it's Wah, Kessel, Amadio, Wah, Kessel, um, uh, Paul Cotter, who knows? Um, but I think the short-term solution is seeing what Nick Wah brings to that third line because he's already getting the penalty kill and the power play minutes. So it's not like um, moving him up to the third line is going to change anything there. And then Howden can focus a little more on a defensive role where he doesn't have to carry the mail because Carrier will carry the mail for I'm just going to stop. It's okay. Uh, so it is an age in the NHL of more skilled players than of these big goons, enforcers, what have you. Um, and so that's why. And a lot of teams don't want to chew up uh, time in the penalty box, too, to be quite frank. If you're going to balance things out, that's the answer, too. I mean, how many times did we see Ryan Reeves? You know, he and, and this thing like the refs do watch these players a little bit differently. Call it what it is right there. Is it fair? No, but it's the truth. And someone like Ryan Reeves, if he delivers a borderline finishing check, that's borderline late where it could be called roughing or interference or whatever, whatever terminology you want to get. He's going to be on the wrong side of that call versus a Paul Cotter, a Will Carrier, a Keegan Colesar, a Jonathan Marcheseau, so, a William Carlson, never mind, Carlson isn't anybody, but you throw any of those names out there, they're going to not go to the box as much as Ryan Reeves. It's not fair, but it's what it is. When you have that, that reputation, you do get more calls against you. And it's not just a Ryan Reeves thing, it's Maroon. It's sure as heck Tom Wilson. So we have coming up, uh, Senators, I watched uh, the end of that game too against San Jose. Sharks handled them pretty well. Uh, Sharks are a different team, you know, than they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, but Senators are uh, – Ottawa's starting to just take a step back again. Uh, they've got three easy – well, not easy, but winnable games for the VGK because the NHL is fixed. So uh, three games on home ice, Senators, Kraken, and the Canucks. I mean, Canucks, if they didn't finish off Bruce Pedro, they will on Saturday. Yeah, that's honestly that's that's hey, look pretty, up that, those that, look up those line. odds. Look up those odds for us. Yeah, when, when no, that's um. I don't know if BetOnline has that out there, but I'll I'll put I I put minus one fifteen today is the day, <laughs> and I think it's probably even like minus one fifty by Sunday up. at eleven fifty nine p.m. All right, so we'll have a preview. They're, they're going to leave them in Vegas at a ta- at the taxi line, Tony. <laughs> oh. They're going to leave them in Vegas at the taxi line. We don't take taxis. We take Ubers now. Okay. Who? who? So get with it. Coming up tomorrow, the Sens Golden Knights. We will preview that game for you. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. I'll be sitting there all afternoon, of course, on that cold ice once again. But I'm not complaining. It's all good. Uh, We thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. And don't forget, uh, for your second listen, to make sure that you check out Locked On Sports Today, that podcast. And have a great day, everyone. For my man Chris Golick, as I said, Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.